Hi, I'm Deborah Rosati, founder and CEO of Women Get On Board, and this is Women Get On Board in Conversation. Our Women Get On Board in Conversation video series are really here to help empower the next generation of women corporate directors, to give them the courage and confidence to lead and serve in the boardroom. And today, I am pleased to be presenting Andrea Nichols, CFO at Denton's LLP, and a serving corporate director. And I understand she just came in from a board meeting. So Andrea, pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much, Deborah. I really appreciate you inviting me here and I'm very excited to talk to you today. Great. So maybe let's just start with a little bit about yourself and then we can go into your journey as a CFO into the boardroom, which we talked about about a month and a half, two months ago. And I said, we're going to we're going to have you on our <laughs> Women Get On Boarding conversation. So let's start with your a little bit about you and how your journey, how you got to the boardroom as a CFO. Certainly, certainly. Um, well, I'll start off by saying that I am a born and bred Montrealer. I know uh, that's obviously something that people don't realize. So I am also a through and through accountant. I'm a CPACA um, accredited in both Canada and the US started my career at PwC in audit. I'm one of the people who loves audit. I loved audit. I spent 13 years in audit. I feel that you really learn a lot. You learn how to jump into an organization and really learn quickly, assess risks and put things together uh, in the, with the mindset that other people need to re review it. So love audit. I spent a number of years in different industries. When I jumped into industry, um, I've worked in the pharma industry, in the financial services industries. I worked for G Capital for a number of years. I also worked for a mid-stage high-tech company, Triton Digital, for a while. So I've, I've worked in different industries. And I started at Denton's Canada LLP back in 2019. I've been there since then as the CFO. Uh, Denton's is one of the, well, is the world's largest law firm in terms of number of lawyers, um, over 21,000 professionals. And Denton's is operational in over 80 countries. So really, right now, I serve as the CFO of the Canadian Partnership. Um, we've got six offices throughout Canada and um, spend a lot of time talking to um, people throughout the offices. My finance team is over 100 people. Um, so it's really um, a diverse team with everything from business intake to taxes to regular billing, cash collections from A to Z on the finance side finance strategy. And um, that's what I've been doing. I actually started my board journey at a nonprofit board. My first nonprofit board was back in 2021 at Centrade Montreal, which is United Way. We we um, label it as Centrade here in, in Quebec. So I started there in 2021. And the great thing about that Centrade board is they have a rule that you sit at I'm in the board and not as part of a committee for one year, which I think is a fantastic way of understanding learning, onboarding, understanding the, the rhythm and cadence of everything. So after one year, then you're assigned committees as a as you know, as usual. And I am part of the audit committees 
surprise, surprise, part of the audit committee. Um, fantastic organization doing a lot of great things to alleviate poverty um, throughout all of the regions. We're in the Montreal region. So being part of the audit committee is, is very fulfilling there. So that was really my first foray um, with a nonprofit board, which is was a great thing because it gets you used to the cadence of actually board meetings, um, committees and such from the board point of view. Of course, um, as a CFO, I report to the board from the other side of the table. So it's nice to be able to understand what it is to receive board materials, focus in on what's risky from that other side of the table. So I started um, the HSBC board. I started that back in um, 2022, January of 2022. Um, I actually was recruited through the same headhunter that recruited me to my Denton's position. So I thought that was really interesting because I know that people are, are getting onto boards in different ways. A lot of it is word of mouth. A lot of it are people who know you and work with you in different places, but this was through actually the same headhunter. So I think that was really advantageous for me since they've already had done all the due diligence and everything already knew my background and such and probably were able to make a, a good uh, or mesh or um, joining of what is needed versus my um, my qualifications. So that so, was a great experience. So maybe we'll pause for a minute because you got a lot going on there. <laughs> that was going to be one of my questions on recruitment. But maybe, you know, having myself been a former CFO and transitioned from technology, you know, as a CFO into serving on boards, you know, there's definitely unique skills you bring as a CFO. So maybe can you talk a little bit about, you know, you talked about your passion and what you really liked about, you know, being in audit, being in finance, but where do you feel is real differentiator when you show up in that boardroom and HSBC as a CFO? And like you say, you're on the other side of the table now that you're on the on the board. What are unique skills that you feel as a CFO that you bring to the board that others may not have? Um, I really think that it's a combination of me being a CFO and me being an active CFO. I feel what I bring to the table are really the fresh issues that are on the mind of you know an acting organization whether or not it's issues such as ESG, uh, artificial intelligence, all of these types, cybersecurity, all of those issues and risks that I face every day as an acting CFO, I'm able to bring that knowledge and that, let's say, fresh outlook to the acting uh, boards that I sit on. I think CFOs or finance folks, we bring that element of not only financial acumen, but the element of curiosity and being able to identify risks. I think we bring that to the table in a way um, that is unique. And I think that looking at the numbers speak to us. We are able to look at these the numbers, but in as well interpret what's happening to the business and where we think that there are issues. So I really think as a CFO, you 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 bring all of that to the table. The fact also that you're used to reporting to boards, um, you're used to the kind of questions that boards 
ask you're used to the kind of questions that create issues or create risks for your organization um what to disclose what not to disclose what to look at in a press release uh how to communicate well and how to utilize what you have or what the company has as as an underlying base to really communicate to shareholders communicate what's important to stakeholders as well and hone in on that so i really think that the cfo brings a lot to the table and especially you know myself as an acting cfo a lot of the times members of boards are um individuals who have retired they're in a different stage in their career having the mix of someone who's still current um i think adds a lot to the board adds a flavor of course it makes you <laughs> it's a different flavor because you might be answering a question you know 5 minutes before from your existing business that you're on the other side of the board you know room table but at the end of the day i think all of those wrapped together are what make cfo's unique well i love that you reiterated being a uh, acting cfo currently in practice doing it and i think that value is so so important because i think if you have the composition of the board if a lot are retired they're not necessarily in the seats anymore that's and right i'm a big proponent of age diversity and i think that that perspective and being current on the issues today brings so much value but i guess on the one hand you're acting how do you manage the time commitment right and then also any conflicts working with your firm like because i know a For lot sure. of people that are in law firms there's conflicts so can you maybe sure. speak to that certainly certainly uh, i'll maybe speak first on the conflict there definitely needed to be a conflict check at my firm before i ever could get this board position uh it's obviously very strict in terms of hsbc being a, a public issuer so definitely performing public reporting so that's something that needed to be double checked on the time commitment it really is a question of being extremely organized every moment of my day is planned out every moment you know every plane ride you've got a a a stack of things that you need to look at at the end of the day there would be no way that i would want my current employer to feel that they're getting the short end of the stick in terms of my board preparation so i think that makes me even more motivated to ensure that everything is done at, on a timely basis so it's it's a question of really being well organized and really um ensuring that things are timed properly that's why you you noted being on the other side of the table when you know i've been the one who's preparing board materials when i'm in uh, in my acting cfo role so now when you're on the other side of the table you realize what it means to get a board material late or close to the meeting having enough time to review that becomes tantamount so uh that piece is is really important to me but again it's it's really being well organized um and ensuring that you're um uh, you're able to do it there've been opportunities that i've turned down because at the end of the day it's just too much right you don't want to stretch yourself too thin because you want to add value at the end of the day you just don't want to sit at a meeting and say nothing or have nothing to add well, for that you need it's your reputation it's your reputation exactly it's your reputation 
um, what you have to add, what you have to learn. So you have to allot yourself the ample time, enough time to make sure you can absorb the material and to make sure that you can actually add value when necessary. I want to throw another area of conflict in particular on the finance side. So you're an acting CFO and you have a certain year end. Yes. You know, the time reporting. And so tell me you have different reporting year ends for your serving board versus your acting CFO. Was that deliberate? Like, obviously you would have had to, to drill. Definitely. 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 We've got different year ends. So that, saved me quite a bit because if we had concurrent year ends there would be no way I could take this opportunity on it's just too much because at the end of the day being a being responsible for preparing financial information and then being able to absorb the amount of information from a board you couldn't do it concurrently so I was that was a great um point for me Uh, When I'm asked to be on boards, the first thing that I do is I look for the schedule. I look at the schedule and when the meetings are. And um, there have been a couple of them that are just too tight that I I couldn't take on. Because, again, you can't overextend yourself. Uh, As you noted before, it's your reputation and your ability to really be effective. And that's one thing that uh, there's no point being on a board if you will not be effective. So, that getting that board schedule right away is key. And do you think that it makes you a better CFO uh, in the sense of now you're on the other side and, you know, you're serving on a board. Can you talk, talk oh, a little bit about I elements think, and what you bring, how that's enhanced your leadership role? Certainly. I, I think it certainly makes me a much better CFO for a number of reasons. Um, I'll start with the first reason, just the experience that I've had sitting on a board with experienced, seasoned um, former executives, the types of questions that they ask, the types of risks that they hone in, that type of experience and knowledge, you can't pay for that. Um, so that has definitely made me a, a better CFO. I I take things that I hear at the board meeting and I take them, I put them in action almost immediately. So from that point of view, in terms of the knowledge from my my fellow board members, also the topics that an understanding of how things impact stakeholders, I think that has been a key area that I've benefited from. Um, it's easy as a, as a CFO to get very narrow narrow-minded. And especially we finance folks, um, Deborah, we often think that everybody is an accountant. Everybody is an accountant. Everybody, why can't they understand this? This is, seems clear to me. And, you know, you grapple with this, but when you're looking or sitting on a board and you're understanding how your material gets interpreted, um, it helps you to better communicate. It helps you to learn how to communicate your information in a way that's better understood and better highlights what the risks are. Because there's a there's a lot of financial information you can get lost in the numbers and the stocks. What what are the KPIs that really matter? People really care about, really drive the business, really um, help the business. The the third thing for me is it's helped me become a more strategic CFO. 
Um, I think obviously uh, a board's number one priority, uh, apart from appointing the CEO, is really driving the, the strategy of the business and to be able to look through, um, put aside the operational day-to-day -day items and really look through the strategic point of view. What, what are things look like over time? What are the things that are really drive the business? What are the competitors look like? What, what, how do we sit from a strategic point of view? I think that's helped a lot as well. So, you know, I kind of liken it to, I say you have three, you have four lines of sight when you're a board member, you have your oversight, you have your hindsight, hindsight, right? You have your foresight and your insight. And it seems to me the latter of the two on the foresight and the insight really adds to the strategic ability. And it seems like that enables you, as you have been saying, to bring it back to being a, a current CFO. For sure. And as I said before, I can't stress enough, we tend to get very xenophobic um, accountants, right? It's very, very navel glazing. Gazing, to your point, we look backwards a lot. Um, what's in the past, but it's a, it's very, very challenging to look into the future and be strategic. So that is something that definitely helps out being on a board. I would suggest that anybody and, you know, being, um, folks younger in their career or earlier in their career, get on some nonprofit boards, uh, to start off with and, and really start to look at things. From that point of view, it, it would really add to, to your career. So you've sort of said two things, and I'm going to tie it in as sort of kind of wrapping us up here, but being curious and it and you've got this element of continuous learning. And, you know, as CPAs, we have to maintain our, you know, continuing professional um, development. But you, you've said being curious has really been um, instrumental in how you show up and also a continuous learner. So maybe can you highlight what, how you bring that curiosity to the table and what you do to, from a continuous learning perspective? Certainly. Um, from, let's say from a continuous lear learning perspective, when I started my board journey, uh, first thing, you know, like true accountants, what can I do? What course can I take to help my knowledge, improve my knowledge? So recently I completed my ICD.D designation in February of this year. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, it was fun to go back to school. <laughs> it was intense, but I really like the case work part of the course. That was, that was really intense. So it's a question of looking at whatever continuous learning are is available out there also in terms of reading there's a lot of materials that are out there that help with board governance i i really dug into when i was getting prepared for a possible board position i really dug into i'm, I'm just looking at the name of the document that was uh it was a a document that was written by the um it was called charting the future of Canadian governance. That document, I really dug into that one because that was really well written. But there's so many things that are out there that are um, written right now. I would say keep reading anything on governance. Obviously, things like ESG are becoming more and more important. I'm toying with whether or not I, I dive into an ESG designation. But just keeping current on the reading is 
is really, really key. And then obviously keeping uh, current with your networking. I think that that is really important as well. As you meet people, um, as you move forward in your journey, it's really important to note that there people are such holders of knowledge and asking a question, being able to ask a question on a topic um, one of our cohorts of the ICD course, uh, many of them are experts in certain areas, not being afraid to reach out and ask a question to someone who's in a, a subject matter expert in an area. That's all being curious accordingly and how you can bring that to the table. You never stop learning. You never know everything. Just keeping that mindset that it's, it's just continuous and you can get knowledge, gain knowledge from everywhere, whether or not it's formal or informal. I think we just have to keep that rolling. You're a woman after my own heart. <laughs> um, so we're just going to be wrapping up shortly. Are, are there any key takeaways that you'd like our audience, our community to take away on your journey um, that maybe we hadn't touched on? Um, I think the really real takeaway I'd like to share with everyone is that everyone's path is unique. You don't necessarily have to have the same path or go, have gone through the same way as everyone else. As long as at the end of the day, you stay true to yourself, you keep learning and you keep your opportunities open, keep open to different opportunities, keep networking. I think you will be successful and in your board journey or whatever other journey. And it can be the case that you may go for a board position, you may have everything on paper, and it just may not fit. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, when your time, when it's going to be your time, it will be your time. Um, every opportunity, even though, you know, you may go for an interview and it doesn't work out, every opportunity is a learning opportunity to, to hone your skills, to get to know yourself better and understand how to present yourself. So um, just keep keep the push on, keep your network going and just know that your, your path is unique. You're an amazing role model. If anyone wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you, Andrea? Oh, they can certainly reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, more than happy to chat about any board opportunities or, you know, any advice I could give from my side. Again, I am fairly um, new in my board experience, but definitely um, happy to share anything um, with the community. And it's really important organizations like this women get on board. I, I think that it's really important for us to share stories and especially important for myself as a black woman. Um, in a in a realm where there are not a lot of us in, we need to continue to share our stories and help each other. Thank you. So that's it for our Women Get On Boarding Conversation Edition. Thank you, Andrea, for sharing your insights and your passion and your knowledge. It's been so informative. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, Deborah, for inviting me. It's been such a great time. And I, I look forward to keeping in touch with you and the organization. Thank you. And so to find more resources or to find more information about Women Get On Board, we're an 850 member based organization company and we're growing. You can check us out at womengetonboard.ca.